0: games and i'm here today as i usually am on wednesday to chat about stonema games news to answer your non-spoiler questions although i do have a few spoilers for you today and to discuss random topics Um, let's jump around a little bit maybe i'll repeat some of this for people who pop in late but we are going to start today with a little spoiler that i actually spoiled this morning on social media so there are two new spoiler cards bird cards from the wingspan asia expansion that I, I have revealed today and i'll show them to you in a second i want to say up front that wingspan asia the the reveal the big reveal of, of this expansion will begin next wednesday october 5th you can subscribe to our e-newsletter to get news about that but we'll also post um that that reveal and the um the reveals that follow over the next 10 days on our website on the wingspan facebook group and on board game geek so you can follow along with any of those places um, and that'll be followed in early November by the pre-order, which will be followed soon after that by fulfillment and shipping. So right now, Wingspan Asia and the nesting box are on their way to fulfillment centers. So the two birds that I revealed, let's start with uh, the Asian uh, Coel. I'm not quite exactly sure how you pronounce that, but here it is big on your screen. It says, so it can be played in any habitat. It takes two food, an invertebrate and a, a berry. And it says once between turns, when another player takes the lay eggs action, this bird lays one egg on another bird with a, uh, a twig nest. You may go three over its egg limit while using this power. So basically what it's saying is uh, when you use this power, uh, you can lay an egg on, uh, on another bird that you have uh, with this twig nest type, but uh, you can put even more uh, eggs than you would normally be able to put on that bird. And so every time you activate this ability, you choose a bird, and that is the bird for this, this activation of the ability that you can go over the egg limit. So yeah, really cool ability there. Should generate a lot of eggs if you play it early in the game. The other one is, uh, I think, a really beautiful illustration here. Both are beautiful. I think it's difficult. This one looks so colorful and beautiful. I think this might be more difficult to illustrate for Natalia and Anna because, um, because it's so much black, so many different shades of black. But I think this illustration of... The, let's see if I can get it to focus here. Uh, the Rose-Ringed Parakeet. Is there some secret to getting cameras to focus on the thing that you wanted to get it to focus on? Let's see, do I have to block the camera? The, maybe there, there we go. Um, so this is a when played bird, and it doesn't cost much, either a grain or a berry. When played, copy a when played ability on one of your neighbor's birds. So this is one of the first few cards. First cards where you can actually look at a card that one of your neighbors neighbors is defined in the wingspan rules as the player to your immediate left or right, and you get to just copy that ability. So if they, if my they, the neighbor to my right has a card that says uh, when played uh, gain two food tokens, I can use my rosed ringed parakeet to copy that ability when I play this, and instead take that ability for this card and gain two food tokens myself instead. Really cool ability. I like the idea of looking at different opponent's birds. And I like that Elizabeth defined it to your neighbors, the left and right. So that way, if you are playing a bigger group game, you don't have to look all the way across the table at what cards your opponents have. You can just look right next to you. Um, Yeah, really cool bird abilities there from Elizabeth Hargrave, the designer of Wingspan Asia. Uh, See a bunch of people are joining us today live, or joining me today live, joining all of us live. Matthew says that he's excited to receive the new promo realms and to play along with you on YouTube sometime soon. Yeah, I'm excited about that too, Matthew. And thank you for reminding me about that. So yeah, the uh, the 10-day Stonemaier 10th anniversary celebration is still happening now. So one of the things that we revealed and uh, have available on our, web store, on our web stores now are the three new promo realms for Rolling Realms. Those are available. We also have Between Two Cities Essential Edition. This is available on our web store. And... Uh, the big thing with the 10th anniversary celebration is that until or through October 1st, everything on our web store is at a 10% discount. If you're a champion, that's 10% and then you get another 20% off that price. And the 10% is on the listed price. So you won't see that in your card. It'll just be when you see the price of a product on our web store, that is the uh, that already includes the discount. And with every order through October 1st, you will get a free copy of my one to two player cooperative game, Smitten. So that will be free through October first, and uh, and then it'll be around ten dollars after that uh, on our web store. And obviously, I mentioned earlier on that the Wingspan Asia and Nesting Box pre order doesn't begin until November, so that doesn't that doesn't apply to this special ten percent discount. That does not apply to Smitten. However, of course, for any pre order, we do offer those products at a discount of, of their own. So there will be a discount for Wingspan Asia and for the Nesting Box in early November when we had that pre order. Uh, George says, Will the nesting boxes be numbered? Um, they will be numbered. Yeah, I think that's something that, that I've revealed on our web on our website, so it's not a, a spoiler. I think I've revealed everything about the nesting box other than the price at this point. So um yes, the nesting boxes are individually numbered. Let's see. Chat says if you always oh, so I was asking about how to get things to focus. He says open open your hand and put it behind the card so your hand is taking up most of the screen it will focus faster so let's see if i put my hand behind the card it'll oh yeah that did focus a lot faster let's see what happens when i take my hand away does it keep the focus it does thank you that's a great tip i appreciate that um thank you everyone for joining in i am just scrolling through looking for questions right now uh john says that they started to ship the pre-orders yet so john's referring to the different fulfillment centers that we have in the u.s australia canada and in the uk for europe and yes they have started most of these fulfillment centers maybe even all of them have started to ship the pre-orders but they got obviously an influx of pre-orders i think around three pre pre-orders and so it'll take probably throughout this entire week for them to for these fulfillment centers to get through those pre-orders but you should get a shipping notification by the end of this week champion orders as usual are prioritized over non-champion orders Brian says, any Stonemaier presents or games at the shut up and sit down convention this weekend in Vancouver? A little bit. Uh, we have some games in the play and win section there. So check out the the play and win section at Vancouver. It looks like I'm out of focus now. Am I out of focus now too? Let's see if I can get myself back in focus. I don't know how to do that. What's the trick to that, Chad? How do I get myself back in focus? Um, I might just have to be out of focus for a little bit." Uh, And there also is a retailer, let me see their name, we emailed a bunch yesterday, I didn't realize how quickly this convention was coming up, but a retailer offered to demo some of our games, this is the retailer Alex from, what is the name of their store, Um, you know I don't see it in in the email, I don't see the name of their store, but there is a retailer, who will be there and I don't know the name of their store but there's a retailer I don't know Susanna if you're watching now and you happen to know the name of the, the retail store that we corresponded with yesterday let me know but that uh that retailer will be uh there there will be a retailer at Shut Up and Sit Down convention that will have some of our games available for demo Jenway says are there any other updates about the nesting box and you no know, everything except for the the price I believe is on the uh, on our website and has been for quite some time like that is uh that's that's what you see on our website on the nesting box page. Viola says she's cooking dinner while watching this live from, I believe that flag is the, is that the Netherlands or is that the French flag? I'm sorry for my ignorance there, Viola. Um, just scrolling through looking for questions here. Facebook is doing the weird thing where it scrolls past. Yep, there we go. Uh, C. Guy says, is the anniversary t- T-shirt still available for champions? It should be, yes, maybe not necessarily at uh, at any at all sizes because these shirts we ordered in advance so that they could be combined with anniversary orders. But uh, feel free to check out our web store for for different sizes to see if your preferred size is still available on our web store. but it should still be listed on our web store. Champions have a have a link where they can find that shirt, but you can also search our store for shirt to find that that champion shirt. Hilda says, can't wait for our anniversary order of goodies to arrive. So excited about all the new ruling Realms. We plan on playing our current set tonight as we ride our Hurricane Ian here in Florida. Yeah, I've been following, as I think maybe many Americans have, and people in the Caribbean have been following this giant hurricane that is about to um, hopefully, hopefully not deal uh, a lot of damage, but it looks like it will really hit Tampa quite, quite hard and hit certain parts of the Florida quite hard in uh, the coming hours and days. So... Um, my my thoughts go out to everyone there. I hope everyone is is safe and can. Everyone who needed to evacuate has done so. But yeah, it uh, it looks terrifying from the um, the satellite images of the of this storm. Nathan says, I think if you put your hand behind your head, the camera will focus properly. Okay, I think it I think it is now focused properly on me again. Um, but thank you, Nathan. Zhenwei says we might have uh, we might have sort of. Let's see. I'll just get to the question. Have you known anyone who's gotten into the tabletop industry while previously not working jobs in the field at all? Probably, I can't think of anyone. Well, no, actually, um, Joe, my coworker Joe, hadn't uh, worked in the industry before. He was an avid gamer um, before... Before I hired him at Stillmire Games, but um, but no, he wasn't in the industry before that. And actually, my other coworker Susanna wasn't in the game industry before we hired her as well. My coworker Alex had worked for another company in the game industry before I hired him at Stillmire Games. So, given that I I know two people out of the the three that I've hired at Stillmire Games, um, even Morton actually Morton, who was my part time coworker at Stillmire Games, um, yeah, he hadn't worked in the game industry either. So. Maybe even most people, have, uh, that, that's the majority right there. And I hadn't either. So this was my first job in the game industry after having two non-gaming jobs. So I would actually say, yeah, maybe most people in the game industry come into the industry fresh without uh, with uh, other perspectives, which I think is pretty cool. Mike says, are there any future plans to have Scythe ported to Board Game Arena? Um, Mike, I think my my general answer I can give to this is that for almost all of our games, I've told Board Game Arena that uh, they are welcome to put those games on their platform. It's just a matter of them finding a developer who is interested in putting our games on the platform. Beyond that, I can't say specific games because that is now information for Board Game Arena to uh, to reveal when they are ready to do so. So um, I I know I'm avoiding the question there a little bit, but I can say in general uh, that is... uh, for, for all of our games, I'm hoping they will end up on Board Game Arena. Cynthia also chimes in about the hurricane. She says, I hope everyone in the path of the hurricane stays safe today. I have friends who have had to evacuate. If you had to evacuate your house quickly and could only take one or two games with you, what would those games be? Either to play while you were waiting to return home or because you were afraid to lose it. I love that. Let's make that the question of the day today, Cynthia. So yeah, if you had to get out of your home quickly for um, quickly and safely, Uh, to to evacuate and and stay out of your home for a few days. What are the the games that you would take with you? Assuming that all your other needs are taken care of, uh, those obviously are priority over games, but um, yeah, which couple games would you take with you? Um, And I guess Cynthia is partially asking me this question, which games would I take with me? I think it would depend partially if I had a gaming surface to play them on. So if I only had a very small surface, I would take maybe a smaller uh, smaller game. I've really been enjoying Cat in the Box lately. That doesn't take up a lot of space. So maybe Cat in the Box. And if I had space to take a bigger game, uh, and I, I knew that I was gonna kinda play that game on repeat a few times over a couple days. Um I don't know, I might take I might take Wingspan. I think Wingspan actually works really well. every, every game of Wingspan I play feels very different. If I had to take a non-Stomeyer game, uh I love role player. I mean, uh, Arc Nova. Arc Nova could occupy my time for, for over and over again for for quite some time. Sleeping Gods. If I maybe that would be a good chance for me to play through another Sleeping Gods campaign. Just looking at random games on my shelf at this point, but those are a few that come to mind. Susanna, thank you for popping in and sharing the name of the retailer. It is Synergy Games from Maple Ridge, British Columbia. We'll have some Stonemaier games at Shut Up and Sit Down. So they'll be selling some of our games. This is a last minute arrangement. So we don't actually even really know if they'll get the games in time, but we hope they will. Um, They'll be selling our games and demoing a few of our games as well. Dan is here to say he's been loving playing, uh, playing solo Rolling Realms for the last hour. He says, "I love the mini golf idea. Was that your idea or the Altama Factory? Because that was definitely the Altama Factory's idea. Full credit to Altama, the Altama Factory, for coming up with that that mini campaign. Um, and uh, anything related to, this, to solo play in Rolling Realms is all Altama Factory. And they have some other tricks up their sleeve, I think, for the future for us to to show off when they're ready in the future for Rolling Realms. But I'm glad you're enjoying the current campaign." Justin's popping in here. He says, is there a dark side in the board game industry that doesn't get spoken about enough? Something you feel people in the industry could be doing better. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, a dark side. I like the, the, the positive twist on that, Justin, is there something that, that, I mean, there are definitely issues in the gaming industry, um, issues of, of, of inclusivity about how we are welcoming to people of, of different backgrounds, um, and I say we as if there there is a collective we. There isn't a collective we in the gaming industry. There, it's just a, a collection of individuals who um, who have varying degrees of of uh, how they believe in inclusivity and how they implement that. Ah, um, uh, huh. what is what is something in general the, the, the dark side? I think. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is the the. Uh, I think a lot about accessibility and uh, and eco friendliness and shrink wrap. I think is the the. One of the, the big things that I think is an ongoing uh, dark side of the industry that we, we, inherently to many, many games, there is shrink wrap around the games and shrink wrap is just instantly thrown away and that plastic is just going to be here for many, many, many years. So it's kind of an obvious dark side because it's right there on the game when you when you open any game, but, um, but it is something I'd like to see a lot less of and see better solutions to. What well, is anything that's kind of behind the scenes? Um, hmm, that's a little more difficult. Just nothing's coming to mind offhand, but, uh, but there certainly are, are, um, issues. I think there are more often issues for individual companies, uh, individual people in those companies. They're kind of just working through and trying to figure out, hopefully, or they're, they're not. And, um, sometimes they come to light and sometimes they, they really happen behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't have, a, I don't have a great answer to that, but it's an interesting question. If anyone has a thought about that, feel free to mention it in the comments below. Viola says, it is Netherlands, uh, so I got that right on my first try, it wasn't France. Oh, France has the, the vertical bars in their flag, that's right. Viola says that her mom has made nests for the eggs, and she says, oh, so Viola answered this question from Cynthia from the perspective of, of which game are you going to save? So um, which game will you save from your home if you need to, to take it with you and have only one or two games survive? It's a dark answer to the question. I was kind of assuming that everything would survive. But yeah, when you have a catastrophic event like a uh, Class 5 or Category 5 hurricane, you can't assume that everything will make it through that storm, unfortunately. I I won't read all the answers out here, but people are answering in the comments about the games that they would save. Tara says, "Um, Last week I subscribed as a champion. Thank you for becoming a champion. Tomorrow champion, Tara. She says, I wanted to buy a couple more things while it was still while they're still 10% off. But now the store says there's no account associated to my email. Do I need to contact support? Yeah, Tara, there's a weird thing with Shopify, which is the the e-commerce platform that we use where um, it has to, you have to like create an account on Shopify, but it, it's just a customer account. It's not a paid thing. But yeah, contact, if you send an email to contact at Joe will be able to go into Shopify, find your account and send you an account um, invitation through Shopify where you just kind of click a click maybe one or two buttons and that'll all be set up. Sorry for the extra work the confusion, but Joe can do it very quickly, very easily if you send him an email at contact at uh, and make sure to use the email that you used originally for your champion account. Corey uh, from Blue Falcon Board Gaming uh, had had a wonderful chat with Corey last week, and uh, he's posting the interview here for anyone who's interested in, in checking that out. Yeah, it was great to chat with you, Corey, again, uh, first time since Geekway live, at least face to face, and that was a that was a really fun interview. For, so thanks for sharing that here, and uh, for anyone who wants to check that out. Darren says, "Is it possible to get replacement markers for Rolling Realms? I want to get more realms, so, or, or so I can get them shipped. With those possible, do you have any recommendations of what type of markers to get? I really like the markers that we used. That we, I picked up a very specific size for them, um, and they're on our web store. You can actually I don't know if they're available in every region, Darren, but check out our web store. Search for it should be under Rolling Realms. Um, if you search for Rolling Realms, you might also search for dry erase or markers and find it on there. But." Um, But if we don't offer them for sale on our web store in your region, uh, you can request them as a replacement part and we can probably help you out that way as well. But we do sell them so that you you can re up on those packs of markers. Let's see, Patrick says, besides ordering Between Two Cities and the Promo Realms last Wednesday, thanks for doing that, I also ordered Tapestry. I plan to put the expansions on my Christmas list. If I happen to receive the second expansion but not the first one for Tapestry, does that play fine or should I really have the first expansion before the second one? Yeah, they're independent. All of our expansions for all of our games are independent of each other. So um, it, uh, the second expansion, Arts and Architecture, plays just fine without plans and ploys. I like, I like putting everything together, but, um, but they, they do play just fine independently of each other. Mira's old friend from St. Louis who moved away from St. Louis. Mira is popping in to say hi. Hi, Mira. Good to hear from you. And um, Jonathan says, as someone who's newer to, p- to to trying to pitch games to publishers, I'm trying to understand, better understand publisher motivations around what they want to take on. My designs seem to impress, but tend to be a no for one reason or another. I think it really depends on the, the publisher, Jonathan, um, what they're You have to really kind of dig deep into the types of games each publisher makes and um and find hopefully pitch something to them that kind of scratches the type of itches that they like to to scratch with their games but also provide something new and innovative it's a very tough balance there to uh to be both familiar and innovative all in one um but overall i would I, i would try to define your game in those pitches in terms of the major hooks like how how can your how is your game hooking people in uh thematically mechanically uh in terms of unique elements of the gameplay uh unique components um Art will come later through the through the publisher, but really, how how are you how are you hooking people in? If you can help a publisher see how they're going to sell this game to people and how many many people will be entranced by your game, then uh, a publisher might be more likely to um, to be intrigued by your game. But it also still is specific to that publisher. You don't want to pitch a publisher that publishes mostly like party games. You don't want to pitch them a deep strategy game, that uh, that is not a good way to start a pitch. Um, but I'm sure you're already doing that. This is something I've talked about on our website under the uh, kind of publishing guidelines uh, section of our page and some articles that are linked there. I realize I haven't talked about really any of my topics other than the, the promo cards, which I mentioned, or not promo cards, not promos. These are actual cards included in Wingspan Asia. Uh, these two are the last two spoiler cards I'm going to reveal before the October 5th reveal next Wednesday. Um, I wrote an article this past week that uh, was contributed by... By Gordon Kalea, uh, uh who wrote this book, Unboxed. This is a game about, or a book about game design. I'm not sure if it's quite available yet, but you can look it up on on Amazon or other other places where you buy your books. And um, I contributed to the book a little bit through little stories and questions that um, that Gordon asked me. I don't know if I can find anything as I flip here. That's specifically from me. But um, but yeah. Really, really neat book from from a very talented designer. And Gordon has a game on Kickstarter right now called, um, I believe it's Fate Forge. Let me make sure I have that name right. But the article that I wrote was called, This Project Creator Wants to Respect Your Time. I noticed, I was intrigued by this project. Yeah, Fate Forge, Chronicles of Khan. Because he really goes out of his way in the marketing for this game to talk about how the game respects your time in terms of... Um, How long the campaign is how long each session is uh how long it takes to set up and clean and 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 tear down how it uh, jump how it uh even within a concise session it's uh it gives you major big memorable moments for you to, to to highlight in the story of this of this game so yeah i really like the idea of respecting your time and for all of us time is such a valuable resource we only have a certain amount of time that we can actually play games especially campaign games so i think it's really cool that he highlighted that that was my article on, um, on Monday and then last week I talked about how uh, we focused on eco-friendliness for games like for our most recent games Between Two Cities and Smitten so with Smitten it's a very simple game it doesn't use any plastic at all it's just a few simple cardboard components including the envelope that it comes in so this is the envelope that Smitten comes in and there are 18 cards and the rulebook and that's it Um, There's no other packaging at all. So we kept the packaging very simple and streamlined. It's definitely our most eco-friendly game to date. And then uh, Between Two Cities, also no plastic. We actually even experimented with Between Two Cities Essential Edition by giving it a uh, kind of a glossy finish, a glossy varnish finish so that we could put stickers on it instead of shrink wrap. I talked about shrink wrap earlier and getting rid of that. Stickers aren't something that I normally want to use for packaging games, but we wanted to test it out with this game with this glossy finish to see how stickers would work, how well they would come off. And so that's something I'll be looking for your feedback on um, in the coming weeks as you get your copies of Between Two Cities, how well those stickers come off if they use a residue. And I can say because of the varnish, even if they do leave a residue, you can get that residue off. Um, by using like cleaning fluid, things like that, because the box is built to be durable and hold up to uh, to, to other fluids, basically. So, um, yeah. But I want your feedback about that. If that's something we should explore more in the future, or if that doesn't work, and we should find if we, we should go back to exploring the paper wrapping method that we're considering for games in the future as well, instead of shrink wrap. Chad says, I just backed the fox experiment by designer Elizabeth Hargrave. Anything in particular you like about that game's mechanisms? Um, You know, I didn't have to dig very deep into the game to realize that I wanted it because I love custom dice. I love Elizabeth Hargrave's designs. I think she obviously she's an incredible designer. I love the idea of of, um, kind of pairing foxes together and kind of uh, breeding them together to see what emerges. And then one little thing from the game, you get to actually name those foxes and the foxes that you create enter the breeding pool, and they can be used to breed other foxes. Uh, I think that's really, really cool. And I love that they have uh, the, white, the dry race uh, name so you can actually name the foxes that you create. That's really as far as I went into, into the design. Beyond that, I, I think it just looked really great. I think it looked fantastic. And I trust Pandasaurus Games to make a great game out of it. Um, Michael says, speaking of markers, in your experience, how long did a marker last in terms of number of rounds of rolling Realms? So I've gone through, I think, so I played, what, 34 live games of Rolling Realms at this point. 34 games. And I've used two markers in that entire time. So, and I'm still on the second marker right now. So for me, they have lasted quite some time. I've also, I think I'm on my third eraser at this point because the erasers wore through a little bit faster than I'd hoped. But we are—we have in like the the newer printings of Rolling Rooms, we've made the erasers a little bit better. They're still very similar, but we've used like a slightly thicker pad, um, so they should last a little bit longer. Okay, Darren says I can't find the markers on the Australian store. Yeah, I was wondering if we had put them in every every international store, but um, I know they're in the U.S. store, and they might be in a few of the others. But yeah, feel free to to ask if you can. Um, get them through the replacement parts system. Owen says, we took in a stray cat recently and it just had six kittens. Oh, wow. Uh, any advice for a very inexperienced cat owners? Um, I have never encountered it. I've never had a cat with, with kittens. So that is definitely out of, out of my realm of, if I can say even expert expertise, I got biddy as a kitten. Um, I, I don't even know what to tell you, Owen. I, I can say that, uh, Cats are very impressionable at an early age. They're very playful usually at an early age, but that is a great time to figure out or to help those cats realize what is okay and what is not okay, because that will imprint onto them for a long time. So a lot of compassion and patience is necessary, but also a little bit of discipline to to teach them what they can or cannot scratch, what they can or cannot gnaw on, things like that. And early on, I found one thing, uh, Biddy seemed really interested in gnawing on cables uh, from a young age. and so so I have a little, probably a little cat hair in my mouth. Um, but, uh, I used a spray. There's a spray that you can spray onto cords that cats don't like the smell of. Um, I don't remember the name of the spray, but if you use that spray, then cats will very quickly learn that cords are not something they're interested in and they will stop gnawing on them. So if that's a problem, that's something to consider. Trying to think of other things that I learned when Biddy was a, a real cute kitten. Um, I don't know. There isn't much else. I, 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 let B- I probably did not discipline Biddy enough when he was a kitten, but there are certain things that uh, he, he, you know kittens can't do much damage with their little teeth and their little claws. And so um, letting them kind of find their, their way to, uh, to, to imprint upon you as they wish um, and imprint upon the, the mother as they wish as well, give them a little freedom, a little space to do that. There, there's very little damage they can do at that age, from my experience. If anyone else has any tips for Owen, feel free to chime in here. Tony says, next week, our weekly gaming group starts our October spooky game month in honor honor of Halloween. Do you ever do themed nights or sessions with your game groups? And what is your favorite scary board game? I do like doing themed board game nights. I think it is something that we'll probably do for Halloween later this month, Tony. Um, I feel like I haven't done a video. I think I've done a video about Halloween games. Let me look this up to see if there's a scary game no I, don't, I haven't used the word scary let's see if i halloween i think i do have a, a list about halloween themed games let's see my top 10 favorite games to play on halloween yeah i did this video last year let's see what i said then um okay so i did so i focused on games where there's tension and maybe uncertainty and maybe a little bit of fear uh, but i think i mostly focused on tension spooky themes and lots of tension and my top three were the resistance the mind and the Quacks of Quinlanburg, which is not a scary game at all, but there is tension in terms of what you're drawing from the bag. So uh, I also put Nemesis on the list, and Gold, Mansions of Madness, Pandemic Reign of Cthulhu, Destinies, Mysterium Park, and the French version of the game Memory, which has really, really creepy, spooky art. Those are my picks right now. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I'd add over the last year that I've played, but I can't really think of many truly scary games that I've played over the last year. What, what, what's on your list, Tony? What are you hoping to get at the table for your spooky games month? Mira has a tip about the kittens as well. She says, I'm assuming you went to the vet already, but be patient. I, yeah, I can see the vet being an important visit early on. It will take time to make sure the cats settle down from what they were used to to what their world is now. Give them love, but don't push it. They need to want it and be comfortable. Uh, kitties will probably be more comfortable than the cat. I'm sure the cat mom will be fine helping them grow, but keep an eye on it. That's great advice, Mira. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And Mira, I think—I don't know how many cats you have now, Mira. I think you had five at the time that you were in uh, in this greater St. Louis area. But Mira has taken on some strays as well. Chet says, what are the pros and cons of the paper wrapping? Um, the, the major con right now is that it requires a very special, uh, expensive machine, and pandas de- debating whether or not they want to get that machine. Uh, because the machine will take a piece of paper and wrap it around the game box. The uh, th- That, I would say, is the main con. Beyond that, it essentially acts as shrink wrap. I think the, the uncertainty element is how will gamers respond to that outer wrapping, potentially getting damaged in shipping, because shrink wrap can like take a lot of things rubbing against it without dealing much damage. Paper... I think ga- gamers are used to ha- seeing paper and thinking, okay, this is part of the game. I don't want this damaged. So if someone received a game where the, the paper wrapping is scratched up, how will they respond to that? How, how, will, how will people respond to that? We don't know. Um, so that's something that we want to experiment with and see. Because the intention there is that the paper itself is just recyclable. You unwrap the game, you recycle that paper. It's not meant to be something precious that you hold on to but it will also look nice like we want to print it to look like the outside of the game box so it probably will look fairly nice it might be something that people want to put on their wall and so they might value it more than we're intending them to value it so it's kind of the human element that is the main uh the main con there along with the machinery cost the pro is that it 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 can be recycled very easily unlike paper Um, and even if you don't recycle it the paper is going to biodegrade uh, over a period of year a few years uh, maybe even faster than, um, than plastic would, much faster. Paul says, reading the rule book for the, the new Between Two Cities, do you think the two-player variant would work with Between Two Castles? Um, it might, yeah, I, I actually don't, don't see, offhand I don't see why not. I believe there also is a two-player variant in Between Two Castles. I can't remember how it is different from the variant we talk about in Between Two Cities. Um, but yeah, feel free to give it a try and see how it goes, and comment in the in either and maybe the Between two Castles Facebook group about how how that goes, Paul. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Brian says for some games with clear stickers, I switch to cutting along the seam, then sometimes just leaving the sticker after messing up a couple boxes. That's true. You you could just leave the sticker on the box rather than try to ply it off. Um, it should come off pretty well in Between Two Cities, but um, but that is a, that's a good tip. Thank you, Brian, for sharing that. George says his markers are all finished in Rolling Realms, and uh, yeah, sorry, sorry about that, George. We, we can we can definitely help out there with replacement parts and on our web store if if um if the web store you order from has the markers in stock. Kara says for cats, you can get a small contraption that sprays air when something when something walks by if you need to keep them away from an area. Oh yeah, that's a good tip too. I like that. Chad mentions Horrified. I, ha- I still haven't played Horrified. Uh, I think it's a pandemic-like uh, uh, cooperative game, um, but I've heard good things about it. That could be. A, that could definitely fit well into the, the Halloween theme. Let me look back at my notes for a, a minute here and see what's going on. Oh, next week. Okay, so the, the other big thing happening next week is our annual charity auction. So every year I pick five content, or no, not five, around 10 content creators in the board game industry, the board game community, that I really love and admire that we haven't featured before and that I want more people to know about. And so if anything, even if you're not going to bid on the uh, the auction items that we put on the the, the auction next week, um, the, I think it's worth checking out the content creators that we featured there. So that's part of it. Each of those content creators have picked a charity and, uh, the, and and we've associated an auction item, kind of a bundled auction item with a bunch of cool stuff. I won't reveal everything that's part of that auction right now, but a few of the things are like um, the first copies of the nesting box with Wingspan Asia inside and numbered one through 10. So you get the lowest numbers on those boxes. Uh, a Wine crates. So we have Viticulture wine crates that'll be in the in the auctions. Libertalia will be in there, the numbers one through 10 of Libertalia. So, And that's there's some other surprises that will be in there as well. So every auction includes all those things. You can bid on an auction. Usually they end up going for quite a bit, around $500 or more. And um, and so not everyone can 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 financially participate in this, but uh, but if you do want these things in the auctions, this is a way to get it. And uh, the winning bid for each of the auctions, it, it'll go to us temporarily, and then we will double that amount and make that total donation to the corresponding charity. It's also supported by a company called Fulfill Right. They are a, fulfillment, a Kickstarter fulfillment center. They do more than Kickstarter, but that's part of their focus and uh they are going to double the winning bid of the, the highest bid and also if you don't want to participate at all really on on many levels you can just f- and and maybe you already know these content creators you could just go and like their auction on BoardGameGeek. and when you do uh the creator with the, the highest number of thumbs they will uh that creator will get an advanced copy of wingspan asia and also for every thumb on that creator will donate a dollar to their charity of choice so it ends up hopefully being around $15,000 in donations to charity, but with all this doubling in the thumbs and whatnot. And again, it's hopefully a fun way for you to discover new content creators. And maybe if you have it in your budget, a way for you to get some really cool stuff that is difficult to get, or you'll get it early, or you'll get these low individually numbered units uh, of, uh, of some of our, our products from, from the last year. So that'll be next Wednesday as well. So next Wednesday is... The start of the the reveal for Wingspan Asia and our annual charity auction. Kirk says Bloody Inn is really cool for Halloween. Uh, Carol recommends Ghost Fighting and Treasure Hunters and Zombie Kids, and also uh, Shaky Manor. Tony Tony, who asked the question about Halloween, says uh, Horrified, Jaws, Dead Panic, and maybe Nemesis. I can definitely see of those. I've only played Nemesis, but I can from what I understand about Horrified, Jaws, and Dead Panic, I think that all all makes great sense. Jane says, can cellophane be used similar to shrink wrap? I have heard that that is a possible alternative to shrink wrap. We haven't explored that one. We've kind of gone right to the the paper option instead, Um, but it might be an option. Yeah. Sean says, the paper isn't water resistant, whereas the shrink wrap will provide some moisture protection. Protection. I actually don't know if that's entirely true, Sean, because a, a lot of paper now is coated with water-resistant material, and we can we can choose the coating there as long as it's also eco-friendly to uh, create to keep water out. Um, the type of moisture that's maybe a little bit harder to keep out is um, is cl- kind of climate-dependent, uh, like uh, just uh, I'm blanking on the right word here. But um, yeah, I'm blanking on the word, but. The, just not like uh, pouring water on it, but just like little bits of moisture getting in there. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on the word. What is, what is the word for 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 when there's kind of like moisture in the air? Um, but yeah, that 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 can be a bigger problem. But even then, a really well wrapped game um, can can paper wrapped game can keep it out. Very similar to uh, to shrink wrap because even shrink wrap typically has little holes in it in certain places where that moisture could get in. Yeah. Corey suggests Zombies from Twilight Creations, Horrified, Arkham Horror LCG. Oh yeah, that's a good suggestion as well. Not a game that resonates with me, but I can definitely see that that fitting the the mold of of scary games, spooky games. Mark says, don't separate the kittens too soon from the mother. So there's more kitten advice. He says, I think, don't quote me, but they cannot be taken away from the mother until 12 weeks old. Um... That's good advice. I didn't know what the exact timing was there, Mark. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. The Excel Gamer pops in. Oh, it's the, his anniversary today. Happy anniversary to you and your wife. And he's getting his first board game tattoo today as a gift. What what tattoo are you getting for your anniversary and also board game related? Uh, is your wife getting one as well? Is that something you're doing as a couple? And he recommends uh, the Night Cage Mysterium Park and Mystic Mischief as spooky games to play humidity thank you brian sean chaff humidity yeah humidity is the word i was talking about and i still think paper wrapping can keep out a certain amount of that but i think plastic probably is better at it brian also mentions delivery in the rain in the pacific northwest yeah that'll be something we'll have to test i think we are going to test this paper wrapping paper, paper wrapping method on a small scale first to see how it works um and to and see if, if it does keep out, uh, uh, you know, things like delivering the rain. Rain. If the if the box outside is is wet, how wet does the game get? Does, does that impact the game? Yeah. So we'll be testing it to see how it works. Michael says, "Have I played Exploding Kittens? I have played Exploding Kittens. Not a game that I seek out very often, but it's a you know a fun little silly light game that uh, that I've gotten to the table a few times, especially with with younger kids. I think it's fun for them or or people who are just getting into the gaming hobby for the first time." Some games that I played recently, I played Terraforming Mars The Ares Expedition, which was kind of a a really delightful surprise to me. I I wasn't expecting to enjoy it quite as much as I did, and I really had a great four-player first play of it this past weekend at an outdoor gaming day, where I also taught on tour, a game that I really, really enjoy. Um, Century Spice Road, played that, and Regicide and Can't Stop on Board Game Arena, and I think that might be it for games that I played recently. Played I still I played Regicide I think four or five times at this point. This is a, a cooperative card game, very puzzly uh, card game, and haven't won yet. Haven't won yet, but uh, but I'm hoping to keep giving it more tries. The book I'm reading right now is Fairy Tale, and shows that we're watching. We're still we're watching a lot of ongoing series. Survivor deb- debuted debuted last week, season forty three, so we're watching that. We're watching Game of Thrones. We're watching. Um, Lord of the Rings show. We haven't started watching Andor yet, but I'm excited about that. And our lunchtime show right now is um is Reboot, which we're really inclu- enjoying so far. Also, you might have seen this on social media. I got my COVID booster, the new updated COVID booster, and I got my flu shot at the same time uh 2 weekends ago. And uh, I will say i know it depends on the person but i had the fewest symptoms following those those boosters of any shots that i have gotten so far so i would highly recommend getting them if you have the chance even if you've had a bad experience with uh, boosters in the past as long as it isn't a really terrible experience but yeah i got the COVID booster in this arm flu shot in this arm and uh other than having slightly sore arms i was fine I, i even played disc golf the next day and uh had a pretty good round so Yeah, just wanted to put that out there for anyone looking to to protect yourself and protect those around you, especially those who are less vulnerable or more vulnerable than you. The Excel gamer mentioned the tattoo that he's getting. He says, I'm getting a tattoo based on Ivy Games Moonrakers on his arm. That's cool. His wife is getting a tattoo sometime at the end of the year, non-board game related. She loves tattoos, but has a different love for her ink. Blake says, am I going to back Daybreak? I haven't backed Daybreak yet. I am intrigued by it. Um, i applaud the eco-friendliness of it um, i don't know if the the gameplay or the and i have to be honest i or the graphic design i don't know if they have really hooked me into the game yet it, i i am not entranced by the look of the game um or even the gameplay at this point so those i feel are kind of necessary to draw me into into the game itself but um, but I'm intrigued by it, and we'll we'll see. I I, just ha- I haven't made a decision yet about it. But if you if you have Blake, if you were drawn to it, if you're excited about it, what um what makes you really excited to to get Daybreak to the table? This is the new game from Matt Leacock that's on Backer Kit right now. Melissa has some cat advice as well for for new kittens. She says give the mom cat uh, the kitten food, give her kitten food. She needs the extra fat. Kittens can be can go oops, can be can be placed at eight weeks and with shelters getting them in when they're small is better than because they get adopted faster. Get mom fixed as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a good tip so that she doesn't keep having more kittens. But you're right. I think kittens are a little bit easier to get adopted than full grown cats. So um, maybe don't separate it from the mom too soon. Uh, she says eight weeks, but uh, getting into a shelter for the kittens that you don't want to keep um, can increase the chances that they'll, they'll get adopted. Frank is popping in. Frank, I'm so sorry I missed your live stream yesterday. So Frank from uh, the Isle of Games had a big announcement about his latest game. He did a live stream yesterday. I had it scheduled, and then I totally missed when it was actually happening. But um, congratulations, Frank, on the big announcement. The game name is uh, it's Race to the Race to the Boat, Race to the Raft. Race to the Raft is the name of the new game in his Isle of Cats universe. And uh, yeah. I, I signed up for the Kickstarter notification right away, Frank. I'm really excited to see. Um, I guess I, 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 I watched. I later watched the live play and saw what the game is all about. But yeah, if you if you love Isle of Cats as much as I do, you might be intrigued and in checking out Frank's new game, Race to the Raft. If I have that right. Chad says, "Do you have plans to replenish those the painted components for Red Rising?" Um, so these are components that we have already created. Um, but I don't know if we have enough back in stock requests to justify a new print run right at this point. Let's see how we're looking. I'll pull up the back in stock request form. So this is red rising. Yeah, we only have 12 requests for those right now. So really, and this is a good reminder to all of you, if you ever see something on our web store on so market games web store that you want, but is out of stock, it really is uh Really helpful if you put your email in there for a back in stock notification. Even if you're on the fence about it, it's a big help because we collect all that data and we use that data to decide if we are going to make uh, more of whatever that is or offer more of whatever that is. It might be something that we already have in stock somewhere. We need to shift around the stock or the inventory. So that is really really helpful. Um, but Chad, right now based on based on those numbers, we we can't justify making more of them because we have to make a minimum of a of thousand units and we only have 12 requests for them. Chat says, have you seen the game coming out called Revive? It looks so interesting. I have seen it. I've looked dug into it a little bit. and It does look fascinating. I believe it is somewhat of a campaign game, um, uh, very much a Euro campaign game, which uh, which is always very intriguing to me. Frank says he's looking forward to sharing more about his game Race to the Raft. He says, I'm also looking forward to my copy of Smitten and the Tapestry Expansion arriving soon. Oh, that's a delight to hear. Thank you, Frank, for, for uh, joining in our 10th anniversary celebration. I really appreciate that. Every order on our web store through October 1st comes with a free copy of Smitten. Um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing that, Frank. What else is going on here? I think I've revealed pretty much everything here. Again, I revealed uh, two more bird cards for Wingspan. Uh, earlier in the livecast, I'll hold those up here here so you can see them for a moment, and we'll do the full reveal—not the full component reveal, but uh, big reveals about the expansion will start next Wednesday. Um, oh yeah, videos recently uh, did a did a post. What was the last post? Um, did a video about Mark Rosewater. So. The uh, Magic: The Gathering's lead developer and often designer for a long, long time, Mark, Mark Rosewater, wrote an article ten years ago about the ten things, as he has phrased it, "the ten things that every game needs." And I went and looked at that article through a table, a modern tabletop game perspective, to see to comment on it and see to share my thoughts. Um, and most of, it, I think, what he said held up really well. I think he was very focused on magic specifically, but a lot of it does apply to other, other games. And some of it doesn't. Like, I think there are some, a few kind of gaping holes in it that don't look at modern games, like cooperative games, um, where it was one, bi- one big hole. And there was one other thing. But yeah, check out that video from this past, uh, this past Sunday if you're interested in uh, kind of learning about that article, learning about those 10 things and hearing my perspective as, as those 10 things relate to modern tabletop games. What else is going on i think i've pretty much covered everything that i wanted to this week let me know if you have any other questions as as we're closing out today's live cast, things that i've been working on i've kind of been preparing for next week um you know like next week we just send out the e-newsletter but i usually write it about a week in advance and then run it by joe so joe can check it over and then um sometimes I even run it by our web developer to make sure that i'm communicating things as clear, as accurately as possible and i often end up revising it uh, as we go between now and then. So, um, pretty much most content you see from some our games, except for the, the blog post, most content is prepared in advance. Uh, like I film, I, Tuesday is the day that I film things and those videos could go live anywhere between a few days later to a month or so later, even, um, even, even later than that. Uh, so a lot of content is kind of created in advance and scheduled for the future, except for the blog post. I do write the blog post that morning. Sean says, "Will Wingspan Asia be independent from other expansions?" So one thing that we do for all expansions is that no expansion that we make will be dependent on other ex- expansions. So you don't need to have, uh, uh, and this is the case across all of our brands. Uh, Sean, not just for for Wingspan Asia. If you buy one expansion, it is not you are not required to already have other expansions ever for any of our games. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, that's uh, that's a kind of our general philosophy. We don't we uh expansions do the the inherent nature of an expansion is that it requires the the base game um and uh that, that's uh, yeah that's what makes up an expansion versus a game of its own basically so yeah none of our expansions require other expansions but they do require the base game that's kind of the, the general rule that we look at for all of our games i'm trying to think if there's any exceptions to that across all of our different brands that i can't Think of one offhand. Feel free to call me out on it if if you can think of one, but um, but I, yeah, I think that is the case throughout. Uh, I'm glancing over my email right now to see if there's anything that popped up at the last minute that uh, that I need to tell you about. Uh, a lot of people are are talking about Essen Spiel right now. Um our games will have a light presence at Essence Spiel through uh, through Matago. We'll have kind of a little space of the Matago booth. I won't be there, but my coworker Alex will be there taking meetings for the most part. And there will be a few volunteers demoing our games in that booth. Let me get that booth a name for you right now so you can know. Um and Foreland as well. Foreland will have a presence for the German versions of our games. Let's see here for events and conventions. The booth. Is, I'm looking at our website under, if you forget about this and you need to look at it later, it is under News and then Events and Conventions. It is Matigo Hall 3E102. E that is where we'll have a small presence of volunteers showing some of our games there. Uh, we'll be demoing Wingspan Asia and Viticulture World. And Matigo will have some Viticulture Wine Crates there. So if you're looking to get a wine crate, that comes with Viticulture World inside the box. And Forland, for will have a few copies of Wingspan Asia. Even though Wingspan Asia will not be available on our web store until early November, it's a big convention. We gave them permission to to start selling it, uh, selling their version a little bit early. So they they will have a few copies of Wingspan Asia at uh, at SM Spiel next next weekend. Darren says, "Rolling Realms, Realms don't necessarily need the base game. That is." That is somewhat true. Yeah, I guess you could buy your own dry erase markers. Um, most people probably already have those. And you could just buy the promos for Rolling Realms and use the online rule book. Um, the one thing that you wouldn't have is the uh, the resource card and the scoring card. Those are pretty important to have. So, I mean, I, I would say you, you j- kind of need the base game for Rolling Realms uh, to make the, all that happen. Um, but uh, you probably could stretch it a little bit and, and work around it. But I, I don't know if there really is a replacement for the two, the resource card and the the, the card where you write down the numbers and, and your scores. Jonathan says my wing box is getting kind of full. Any thoughts on making a big box at some point to hold everything? Yeah, Jonathan, that is. Uh, that's on our website under the nesting box. So that's something we've been working on for over a year and talking about for over a year. So if you look at the nesting box page of the of the Samar Games website, you can see all the information about that. Um, it, is, it is an organizer box designed to hold everything for Wingspan, uh, past, present, and future. Chad has an April Fool's idea here. Um, it might be cool to get the Smitten artwork as a puzzle. Yeah, we, we, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, we haven't really dug deep into um, making other puzzles at this point, especially since we still have Wingspan puzzles on our web store. We didn't know how they would sell. I would say they sold a little bit slower than I thought, but maybe those sales will pick up for the holidays. Um, but they didn't, they weren't so good that we were like, okay, we need to make more puzzles for other products right now as well. So I love that we have the puzzles, but yeah, we don't have any current plans to expand them. Um, Andrea was wondering, will, will they be seeing me at And No, I won't I won't be at Essen. We'll have some volunteers there, uh, a little booth, and Alex, my coworker, will be there. Co- uh, and also, if you're a fan of the, the Red Rising game, Alex is my co-designer for Red Rising, so maybe you get him to sign a card, if you bring a, a Red Rising card. But I think mostly he'll be taking meetings, I don't know how often he'll actually be at the booth. Let's see if there's anything else that popped up in my email that I can address. I have a UPS delivery today. I have no idea. I have no idea what it's for, um, but usually I, that generally means it might be a, uh, a Kickstarter delivery. Still looking forward to getting like Clank Catacombs. I'm looking forward to getting uh, Flamecraft, um, Lands of Galzir. I think might be coming soon. Looking forward to all, all those. Um, I don't see anything else in email that I need to address out loud. Let's see. Lloyd says, I would have bought a wingspan puzzle if they were a specific bird art and not a grid of birds. Yeah, that's something we debated for at Lloyd. um, Just throwing a big bird on there versus a compilation of different birds. And uh, that's good feedback. Good to know. We thought it might be way more appealing to people to have instead of just one big bird on there, but to have a a bunch of different birds. They can kind of collect the birds as they are putting together the puzzle. But um, that's good feedback to know that that was was your presence or that your preference not presence. Nancy James says that she bought a puzzle during the 10th year anniversary celebration. Thank you for doing that. And uh, Jerry says, I just started reading Red Rising last night and I'm already halfway through the book. Wow, that's a, that's a big night of reading. Very good so far. How much of the book series does the board game cover? It covers characters found in the original trilogy. Um, uh, so there, the, the characters found throughout the original trilogy you'll see in the in the game. But obviously we didn't try to hit like plot points from the book because we didn't want the game to spoil the, uh, the books. And I do want to maybe give you a little bit of a heads up, Jerry, because I think it's a little bit jarring. The first book is very focused on one ongoing thing that's happening. Really, maybe two things, but one big ongoing thing that happens for a while. And the scope expands in every following book. So uh, expect more. I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but don't expect more of the same, basically. Each book is very different in terms of the things that are happening in that book. It can be a little jarring i think just to go from book one to book two um for, for some people austin has uh, says that he's been loving flamecraft with the family so far played the last two days yeah I, i'm really excited to get my copy of it but uh but i don't have it yet and nathan says some good feedback here i i've been enjoying the drip feed of bird cards it was a fun way to get excited for the upcoming expansion yeah that's something that i'm hoping to doing to do for expansions in the future um, for, for any game where I, I start revealing cards in advance. Uh, I won't, I don't think I'll do it for new games because new games, I kind of want to keep that, that, um, that reveal to a pretty tight time frame. But, uh, but for known entities where we're just saying like, okay, we're making more cards for this game to reveal the cards in advance. Uh, I'm glad you're having fun with it. And that's something I do plan on doing in the future. Next so Jane says, did you back dog parks or dog park? I am. I did back that. I am very excited about that. I've heard that that might be incoming as well. Definitely very excited about that one. And Anthony Jane also says thanks so much for letting Travis reveal a Wingspan card. This was actually Dusty's idea. I didn't think of it. I, I've been wanting to give spoiler cards to different people who have been involved in the community, and we have some other similar surprises to that with uh, with uh, the actual the actual uh, expansion and and the nesting box as well. But uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was appropriate. There's so, Travis is very very involved in the in the Wingspan community. I thought it would be cool for him to release or to reveal the frog mouth card. And Elizabeth also revealed a card, and Dusty from the Mill also revealed a card as well. That's been fun, kind of giving other people the opportunity to reveal those cards. I wanna do more of that in the future. Yeah, I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me for this chat. As always, I've enjoyed your your comments, your questions, your ideas, um, your spooky game suggestions, your, your ideas of which games to take with you if you had to leave your house all of a sudden. And I will be back next Wednesday for the, one of the biggest reveals in a long time for uh, for Stillmeyer Games. I'll see you next Wednesday, October 5th, for our e-newsletter and our live cast. I'll see you then. Until then, have a great week. Take care. Bye.